Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Should housing be a constitutional right? And I suppose this goes off from what we were talking about yesterday in relation to landlords. But housing charities have proposed an amendment to the Constitution to make access to housing a fundamental right. Uh, now, we did talk about this before COVID-19. Thankfully, by the way, uh, even though there's a saturation of COVID-19 news, other news is starting to come in now and other stories are starting to become important again, which is a good thing that we can get COVID out of our minds because we are being, I suppose, saturated by it. Um, the Home for Good Coalition has produced a wording and it says could be inserted into the Constitution without changing existing protections for private property owners. It would be up to lawmakers or the courts to intervene if competing rights clashed. And the proposed wording says... The state recognises and shall vindicate the right of all persons to have access to adequate housing. The state shall, through legislative and other measures, provide for the realisation of this right within the available within its available resources. So, in other words, once there's homes available, that anybody has a right to them, provided, of course, you can prove you have that right. Which is kind of what we have at the moment, but in the Constitution at the moment, you have a right to shelter. And shelter means, um, you know, you can be in a hostel or whatever it is at the moment. But what they want to change it is a right to housing rather than shelter. So a house. Now, Home for Good, whose members include Simon Communities, Focus Ireland, Threshold and Respond, say that the amendment is needed to free up land for housing and protect renters. And a spokesperson, Rosemary Hennigan, told the Oireachtas Housing Committee uh, that uh, has said that an owner-occupier will have the right to private property, the right to housing, and the right to inviability of a dwelling to protect their home. None of these are absolute, but it is worth stressing that a person who lives in a home that they own uh, will, if anything, have their rights strengthened. Okay, So this also brings in the idea of evictions as well. In other words, that once you are in a home, that you should be able to be evicted from it. Now, their wording is similar to that of the Right to Home Bill introduced by Sinn Féin TD, Owen O'Brien. And Mr O'Brien said a constitutional right to housing would not, uh, by itself, uh, solve the housing crisis, but it would free up up or force the government to rethink policy and legislation. Look, I just basically want to know, what do you think of the idea of a right to housing? Actual right to housing. Now, do you think it's right uh, that housing should be enshrined in the constitution, or is it an aspiration that people need to work hard for? Are we taking away that aspiration for people to want to better themselves? Because if we make it a constitutional right that everybody is entitled to a house or a home, in other words, that, you know, if you have two kids, you're entitled to a three-bed house. If you have three kids, you're entitled to a four-bed house. That's including the parents, obviously, as well. In other words, that you never have to work for that, that you have that automatically, not just based on the fact that you're on very low income or the fact that you can't afford it yourself. Many people face homelessness because of reasons like vulture funds, financial problems and loss of jobs, particularly at the moment, and they're put into hotels. However, because the government don't have any social houses to offer them, that's the reason it happens. But is the fault, of the, is that the fault of the government or is it a case that people need to stop feeling this level of entitlement? Maybe you think the, it is the fault of the government, and that including this in the Constitution would mean the government uh, need to make provision for housing and budgets and take more responsibility. I want to know, do you think housing should be a constitutional right? Actual, an actual house should be a constitutional right, not just shelter. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. You can just send me a little vote, actually, a little text. Yes, you believe it should be a constitutional right, or no, you think that would just make it too easy for everyone to get a free gaffe. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Jay, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jay? 
Afternoon, lads. Afternoon. Interesting day, an exciting day for the American people, but... It's interesting times we're living in, Noel, isn't it? It is, very interesting. I was just thinking last night, that the world's the upside down or the inside out at the moment? Well, I predicted yesterday here amongst people and friends, I said that I predict within four years there will be civil war in America. Oh, no, I, 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 I tell you even quicker than that. I, mm. I've been following that for a long time now. And, and, I, and I don't think that's... By the way, for those who blame Donald Trump, I don't believe that's Donald no, Trump's doing. No, it's not. No, I've, it's not his fault. He's not doing anything to solve it, but it's not his fault. No. Well, no, never mind Alvin, that crazy country. Look what's going on <laughs> on their own. Look what's going on their own. I mean, I know. We've cronyism going on and we just accept it. Yeah, but that's okay. We have destroyed our country. We've literally destroyed it. Boy, a bunch of us. Don't get me nobody started. Is, uh, nobody, nobody's challenging the government anymore. You know, they can kind of just do what they want, really, now, can't they? Uh, I've been listening to the radio all morning, right? On News Talk, they gave less than 10 minutes to what happened in our doll yesterday. They gave, nearly, they gave most of their day over to the American elections. RT is the same. They're all the same. Nobody is willing to put their head up and start shouting because they're afraid they're going to lose everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We we, we don't um, seem to I'm, want to challenge our own government anymore, and they, and and we have no. a right, a constitutional right, by the way, to challenge our go, our government. I mean, we all know how they got in. They got in by manipulating the numbers to get themselves. Well, they, weren't, they, they weren't they weren't that's for sure. Okay, no, but, but getting no. getting back to the story. Get, I mean, get off because you're going to wind me up now. I yeah. know, I'll wind myself up as well. <laughs> Jay, I mean, should housing be when I say a house rather than just shelter be a constitutional right? No, it shouldn't be a constitutional right. It should be. It should be something like uh, one thing. I don't. I don't agree with that. Always saying that you, you always put out. You, you should aspire to, to own your own house. I don't want to own my own house in this country. Well, a lot of, well, a, way, a lot of people don't want to own their own yeah, house. They're quite I've happy to rent. Yeah. I've made a choice not to own my own house in this country. I don't. I, I don't believe I'm going to die in this country. Please God, I'm getting out here as soon as I retire. I'm going to have enough money. Where to are you going? Somewhere warm where nobody can talk to me. Up the top of a mountain in a sunny country somewhere. <laughs> I'm liking slot. the idea, Jake. Can I live beside you? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't shut up, you don't. That's why I want to get away. That's why I drive the truck. I like being on my own. Um, no, I, 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 I don't want to own a house in this country. I don't believe in the banks. I don't believe in the government. I think they've ruined it all. They're all just money grabbers. It shouldn't be a right. You should get out of your bloody bed in the morning. Go out and get a job, rent out a place, or buy a place. That's up well. To it's, you. A, it's a kind of very socialist idea that everybody should be. Well, well I'm not saying everybody that. shouldn't be treated equally. They should be because some people just don't have as much money as others, and and that's fair enough. But yeah. I mean, but if we start dishing out houses, you know, to people rather than just sure, we're going to have everybody claiming they're homeless. No, number one, the price of houses will fall through the floor. Mm-hmm. So why, 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 why would you spend 300000 on a house when you can get the one well, next I suppose the ar- well, well, I suppose the argument is you'll still spend the 300000 if you want to live in a leafy suburb. Not you know necessarily. What I mean? Not necessarily. So the, the, not everybody in leafy suburbs are paying for the house, are they? No, well, sure not, necessarily. Yeah, so not necessarily. Yeah. So what's to stop then the government just, when they're building housing states, anyway, we'll take down 40 houses, uh, you can sell them for whatever price they are, and we're just going to give them to people who don't want to do anything with the lives. Is it a case of people who don't want to do it? Do anything with their lives, or is it? Sorry, I was Come sipping on my red one there. We, we know, is it, is it a case of people who are genuinely hard have been hard done by in society? No, there is, yeah, but they won't get it. If they, if, if the people who are genuinely hard done by are the people who are getting up in the morning, going out and doing all the work. They'd be the last ones to get the houses. They would be the last ones to get the houses. Why? Because they've proven they can actually look after themselves. It's the people who will do nothing for themselves, and we all know them. We all see them. We all hear them. They'd be the first ones to get them out. And then the next vulnerable, the so-called vulnerable set would be, uh, unfortunately, be the people in the direct provision centres. They'll get them before 
say me or you would get them because we've proven we can look after them. The direct provision will be a thing of the past in the next two years, I believe, according to the plans and the report. I guarantee you there'll be housed before people who walk, who genuinely can't afford the exorbitant rents and who will never get a mortgage. That we'll always be just left where we are. But, but is, isn't, it a, isn't it based on how much money somebody has? And if, if we're talking about people from direct provision, they, according to them, they don't have any money to buy a house. Yeah, but yet they'll get one. Well, people who've never walked will get we, one. We, we actually, we should do at some point, I know there was a report out there in the last couple of weeks, although it was surrounded and, and consumed by COVID, there was a report out in direct provision that it would be gone by 2023 and there would be a fast-track way of processing um, asylum seekers and also there was a suggestion of an amnesty given to uh, existing asylum seekers in the country at the moment awaiting uh, decisions. Okay. Which So we have people... Our which own, I, 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 I don't necessarily agree with I hate to say our own people, but we have people that were born and raised in this country from generation to generation and are 10, 10 years on housing this in this country and there's no way of getting a house for the simple reason. One of them has a job, but nobody will tell them the only way to get something in this country is do nothing. Do absolutely nothing. Pack up, go sit on the council steps with your hand out and just say, I want, I want, I want, I want, and I'm going nowhere till I get it. Okay, so you don't think it's a good idea. Let me just go to uh, Siobhan. I want to go to... Is it Siobhan? Good ideas. Well, yeah, well, okay, let me go to Siobhan. Siobhan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Siobhan? Hi, how are you? Everyone, you believe, should have the right to a house. I think so, and I'm, I'm not a socialist person now, but I think um, of old, um, that, that's what we were... You know, the government was kind of put in place to look after the people. It's a very Irish-English thing, isn't it, to want to own your own home? Because in most countries in Europe, renting is more popular than owning. And I think, why not, um, you know, everybody should have their own house and they should be charged accordingly for it. So if you've got a good job, you're paying, you know, you're paying the uh, appropriate rent for it. And likewise, you come down the line. Um, I think that's the way it was of old, Niall. And, uh, Are you talking about the old Dublin Corporation days? It was the old country, the whole country. Um, well, Sean Lamass was the man who brought in social housing in the first place, or, you know, affordable housing, I suppose, because I remember my father and mother renting a house in Edenmore um, for, like, I think it was £3 a week or whatever it was, you know, and they kind of managed to move out of the flats in Mountjoy Square back in the 60s. So that was the kind of idea behind it. But the idea was always to help people. But unfortunately, we're in a situation now where somebody goes into a social house at a very low rent who's maybe not working or whatever. And the idea is it's meant to be temporary until you better yourself and then move on to buy your own. But that's not happening anymore. It's almost become this is where I'm going to live for the rest of my life. Well, I'm inclined to disagree with you a little with respect, Niall, because I came from a council house myself. Yep. um, And my parents, obviously, my parents owned the council house. Then when they bettered themselves, as you say, they bought out the council house. and uh, At ridiculously low prices, by the way. Well, which was a, this was way back was in the 50s or 60s or whatever. But, um, you know, they had the opportunity after a certain amount of years to buy out their own house. And they did that and then passed it on to their children. And as it happens, um, one, of their, one of their grandchildren is now living in the house. But... Uh, it, it didn't stop us, the rest of the family, from bettering themselves. And but see, the them. problem with that idea was, and by the way, I'm not having a go because my father did the same thing. He bought the house yeah. for 1600 yeah. in the 80s, right? Yeah. Uh, which was at the market value of the house when he started renting it. They, they gave, see, literally this, gave this, them away. But the problem is, is that reduces the housing stock. Me, Niall. This here is where the issue is for me. It's all about the market value, the money. Everything has gone so materialistic in this country nowadays. Everything is down. And I just heard the other gentleman say there, you know, if everybody gets their own house, you know, the value of houses drop. It shouldn't be about material things. It shouldn't be about the cost of things. 
the government is put in place to look after the people, kind of like uh, a parent looking after um, their children. No, we're going to be in places like that at the moment. But yeah, <laughs> you couldn't have said that better. I want to be adopted. We pay him to do that. We pay him to do that. That's what our taxes are there for. I know that's a very simplistic view, but it is the view that I think maybe we've gone very much away from and we've gone very much, as far as I'm concerned, Americanized in regard to everything is what we have, how much we, uh, how much we have, how much we earn, how big our house is, how big our car is, instead of actually concentrating on the things that really matter in life, you know. Mm. And um, what matters in life is that, you know, people, not everybody is going to want to... I think I'm not disagreeing with that, you completely. That, that they're going to yeah, I mean, Siobhan, everybody, I believe, who contributes and everybody who wants to be part of society, a working society, uh, as we, you know, we, we call it civics, but a working society, I remember when we did it in school, it was called civics, but everybody who wants to be part of that and contribute to that should be assisted in every way possible to have a reasonable or decent lifestyle. And that includes having a somewhere to live and somewhere reasonable to live. And I don't mean in Docky or something like that, but certainly having a nice house. Right, well, but there, but there are people. Uh, but yeah, but Jay is making a point that if you make it too easy, well, then nobody will have any aspirations. Well, there are people who will have no aspirations. Yeah, but you know what, um, Niall? It's not society that creates the aspirations. It's the the family unit that creates. To me, my it's my parents that created. Uh, you know, the aspiration for me to do to better. Uh, sorry, Niall. Can I? Interject there. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody has that upbringing that that lady had. That lady sounds like she had a good upbringing, which fair play to her parents. But going back to them buying that council house and you know buying at a cheap rate, and then it's, as you said, it's taken a council house out well, of, out of stock. So that was the wrong system that the government used. And as for the government being the parents to us, if that's the case, I think we all should ask for new parents. <laughs> well, currently at the moment, I wouldn't disagree with you completely. We should all be adopted. I'd love to live in the world that lady's trying to t- explain to us. I, I think that would be a perfect but, uh, party. That's not the way it is. Everything is materialistic. We've allowed that to happen. You, you, you know, and that's not changing. That's like trying to hold a dam back. That's not changing. People will never go back to picking spuds in this country. Yeah, I, I mean, I do understand what you're saying, Siobhan, and I don't disagree with you inherently, but I do think we do live in a very different world where, unfortunately, you know, it is a materialistic world. Things do cost money, and there's a reason for the cost. For example, when we build a house and sell it, there's VAT charged, which in turn goes into government, which becomes part of the economy. So we can't have houses being devalued too much uh, because that brings money into the state. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons why houses have to be somewhere between two and 400,000. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why we have to pay stamp duty, why we have to pay, you know, uh, VAT when, or the builders when they're building these uh, these houses and we have to pay it then, of course, when we purchase the house. There's reasons for all these things because it keeps the economy afloat for everybody. Yeah, it's keeping the economy afloat on a materialistic level. Um, but that's life. Now, yeah. Because we it's need like money for healthcare, for education, you know, all those like, other things. It is life as we have created it. But as I used to say to my dad when he would say, you know, when we were younger, um, you know, young people these days, they just have everything. And I say, well, Pops, you created the monster. So we're creating... But is it really a monster? Because, I mean, the, the alternative is communism you know, our socialism to the to the extreme. That's the alternative, where everybody is treated equally in society, everybody gets some sort of universal salary, and everybody gets exactly the same amount of money, and you have a few capitalists hanging around. That's the alternative, isn't it? Well, I, I honestly, um, you know, with, as I say again, with respect, Nyla, I, you know, I, I do tend to disagree with you, because I don't agree 
um, you know, with people being left to sit at home for years and not do anything. I work full time myself. Um, I don't believe with people, you know, getting, what do they get, 200 euro or something a week to sit at home? And do nothing. Well, well, it's not just that you have to take in. You, when you when you say two hundred euro, it's not just the two hundred euro. It's the other other benefits to that as well, like HAP schemes and all the other things. Well, 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 hang on for a second. I want to go to Donald too. He's been waiting a while. Stay there, please, Siobhan. Donald, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Niall? Yeah, I mean, Siobhan is proposing the fact that we live in a very materialistic world and she yeah. sees nothing wrong with the idea that obviously, if you're in need, that everybody should be entitled to a house, and a lot of people might agree with her. Well, the first thing I'd like to say is anyway, I'm a happy man this morning for Trump and his supporters and a kick in the ass to the liberal media at long last. Well, we, we wait and see. We don't... The, well, <laughs> the, the fat lady hasn't well, sang yet. No, but even if he loses the media, the liberal media got a kick in the ass anyway. Well, yes, because you know? I, th- I think he's doing a lot better than they expected exactly. even against the odds. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, we're, get, we're getting have, back to have, it. Yeah, I had bad news for that lady that signed. She, she said that she's not a socialist or she is a socialist. She's not, um, no. No, she said she's not a socialist. Well, she. Well, I think she is anyway, but... But, and I haven't said that she's entitled to her view. But listen, I, I have two sons and I rear them one thing. If you want something, you go out and you work for it. And when you pay for something, you'll appreciate it. Well, you pay for all your own money. But when your hand is stuff for free, you won't appreciate it. There is, a, there is an argument that even no matter how hard you work in today's society, a lot of those things are not available to you because of the cost. No, I would agree with that lady on one point. I would like to bring back social housing. And, and be encouraged. The one good thing that Thatcher done back in the 80s was she encouraged people to buy their homes. Mm-hmm. But this, this, what's going on now at the moment is people are moving into houses, they're getting big benefits from the government. I think up in Dublin, I think you can get up to 1,500 euros. That's right, depending on the area you live in, yeah. Okay. And that's ridiculous. Like, it's absolutely You can get more than that, depending on how many kids you have. Yeah, and, 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 and like... And they're never going to buy their house because they know one wants to buy it, they're responsible for it and they have to keep it maintained. You know? And landlords are being put down as all mm. these big millionaires and big white horses, which they're not. I mean, there is an argument too, just going back to Siobhan, because somebody mentioned here, Kevin Limerick mentions, which I, I did, I covered the topic a while ago, I think there was 35 million owed to the council in arrears in rent that a lot of people that, who get social housing don't pay their rent and they're never evicted. But I think you'll find that a lot of people that, you know, are supposed to have mortgages and have private houses, I think if you do the stats on that, you'll probably find there's a hell of a lot of that. But they will be evicted a lot quicker by a bank than than you would be with the county council, let me tell you. The county council will not evict somebody. There was only two cases, I believe, of people but if they evict who are going to be evicted. And they suddenly came up with the 25,000 or something they owed when they were going to be evicted. Yeah, yeah. But, but if they evict them, what's the alternative to that? If they, they can't, nobody can, you know, you can't put them out on the street. And if somebody Why? that has a private, uh, a private house and owes on a mortgage, if they're actually evicted... Well, the, 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 the well, why, I mean, why can't you? If, you? if you give somebody a social house and you say, OK, your rent is only 30 quid a week, right? Um, you know, because you're obviously not working or you're on disability or whatever it happens to be, right? And they choose, and that is a choice, not to pay that 30 euro because it's not a lot of money considering what everybody else is paying for a house. And they choose not to pay that for years and years and years. Is there not a point where we have to say, well, you know, life is not free? Yeah, I, I, you don't realise how much I actually agree with that. But my point is, if you put those out on the street, where do they go from there? No, I know. If you put the private or the public, whether they have a private house or whether they have a council corporation house, 
Okay, well, 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 Donald, just very quickly, address that. I mean, that yeah, yeah, it's very simple. If you have a very low rent and you just refuse to pay it, you can go on the street and you can be left on the street and your kids can be taken off you because it's time we call a spade a spade. There is leeches in this country and they're living off the taxpayer. And that's what they are, they're leeches. And it's time to get rid of them. But I think if you've got no moral standing in regard to paying your, you know, your council, uh, your council rent or, or your, if you've got no moral standing in that regard, then, you know, taking your children off or doing anything else, then they just won't have any moral standing in general, is, is my point. Because surely to God, you know, if you're brought up, and I know you're saying that I was brought up, well, no, I was brought up well, uh, but, you know, you're brought up with a moral standard. No, you were brought up with standards, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. No. If, if you're, you know, if you're not going to have those standards, you know, by not paying your, your rent or whatever, then, you know, you're just not going to have it across the board. Okay, listen, I have to take a break. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. Do you agree with Siobhan or do you agree with Donal? Um, is everybody, should everybody be entitled to a house according to the Constitution, even if you didn't pay your rent, for example? And, and Kev raised a good point there, the amount of money that's owed in arrears. I think, I get Ashley to check it, but I think the story was there during the year before the COVID kind of came along. I think there was a bit, I remember the headline story, I think it was somewhere around 35 million. There was two cases taken to court, to only two out of thousands of people who were well in arrears. And both of those people had been obviously given numerous okay opportunities to pay, uh, and they were being brought to court for eviction. Only two, and one of them was uh, twenty five thousand in arrears. One left voluntarily, obviously had somewhere else to go, and the other one had, was twenty five thousand or something in arrears. And when they were put, when the judge was put it to them and said, "Listen, you're out in your ear if you don't pay it," they come up with the money straight away, the whole twenty five thousand, which proves they actually had the money all along. That was just bizarre. How somebody would have 25,000 and be in social housing is bizarre, to be honest with you. But anyway, uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 Is everybody, according to the Home for Good Coalition, everybody should be entitled to a home or housing, adequate housing? Uh, just looking, just to give you a bit of an update, by the way, in the elections, there is still one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states uh, to finish counting the votes. And as uh, we speak, five of those states out of the seven, um, it looks like uh, Trump has won. Um, now, obviously, uh, the big one there would be Pennsylvania, which has 20 electoral votes, and Trump is way ahead at 55% to 43. The next biggest one would be North Carolina, which is 15 electoral votes. Uh, Trump is ahead 50 to 48, well, it's 50.5 to 48.7. Um, uh, the next big one there would be 16, which would be Georgia, and Trump is ahead 50.5 to 48.3. Um, uh, then you got Wisconsin, um, Trump slightly ahead, uh, or actually slightly behind, should I say, 48 point nine to Joe Biden's forty nine point six. Um Trump then in Michigan is uh forty nine point four, slightly ahead of Biden of forty nine point one. You wouldn't have expected to get Michigan, by the way, because we have a large uh, black vote in Mi- Michigan, but he did. Uh or it seems he's going to get it anyway. Forty nine point four to forty nine point one to Trump again in Michigan and Nevada um he has forty eight point six to forty nine point two but he, he wouldn't have been expected to do that well in Nevada anyway. Uh, but in fairness it does seem he has five of the seven states that are left so far but we won't know again as I said for another couple of hours if he does get those five states he will win the election it seems anyway uh, just to correct what I said before the break about the 35 million I actually underestimated it's 36 as of October a little more than 36.6 million is owed to Dublin City Council alone in social housing rent arrears and that was according to a recent report and according to the report of roughly 24,800 council tenancies almost 60% are in serious arrears 
Hmm. Most tenants in arrears have a debt of less than 500. It says while te- 37 tenancies owe 30 star 27,000 and upwards. 27,000 euro. In other words, they've probably never paid their rent. And yet, they're still in the house. See how long you'd last in a private house if you did that. Uh, let me go to Sharon. Sharon, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Sharon? How are you? Grand. Sharon, do you think everybody should be entitled to a house rather than a shelter, as the Constitution no, would say? No, I don't. Not at all. No. As I said in my um, WhatsApp message, I, like myself and my husband, we worked so hard when we were in our 20s to get our mortgage and like we literally after we even had to borrow I remember we the first time buyers grant we had to get a bridging loan um, at huge extortionate rate in order to buy furniture to furnish the house but yeah. we got the mortgage and I was pregnant with our daughter and I remember after she was born like she was born a couple of weeks after we moved into the house and I remember lying at that time um, maternity leave was only 14 weeks long and I remember lying in bed crying wondering how in God's name we were going to pay the mortgage because obviously it was a huge you know a cut like maternity leave was only a fraction of, course, of your yeah, wages yeah. back and what, then. what year was that by the way 1995 was that when the oh, was it a bit earlier than that no that would have been in around the time when mortgage rates went through the ceiling wasn't it yes i, rem- yeah, I remember I, that because i was the same yeah. i had a mortgage and i had a 3.4 percent variable rate at the time yeah. and it went up to like 16 percent or something yeah. ridiculous like we borrowed, we borrowed fifty five thousand pounds. Yeah, that's what to I borrowed too, by the way. <laughs> and I remember signing it when we went to sign when we got mortgage approval, and I like it was like. As I, said, I know we there's people old. listening today going fifty five thousand. You were lucky, <laughs> but in saying that no. at the time, oh that was a lot no. of money. Yes, it was like when we signed and. Um, the, the guy, the mortgage broker said, congratulations, you are now the proud owner of a 200 and whatever it was, thousand pound loan. I nearly got sick. Mm-hmm. But as I said, we've never had a handout. We've worked hard for everything that we have. And as I said in the text message, this country is full of people who are self-entitled, think they can just get what they want for nothing all the time. It's it's the people that work for their mortgages and their bills like that are overlooked in every budget that this country has. I mean, we... Well, we, they call it Middle Ireland, isn't it? It's exactly, a, yes, exactly. Yes, I mean, okay. we're not... The working poor. We're not well off or wealthy by any means. We're just working class. But we, as I said, we str- struggled so hard to pay our bills and like that, you know, to put the kids through school and everything like that. And we did it ourselves. Yeah, you didn't ask for anything. You didn't get anything or anything. We didn't get anything. No, no, no. no. And I mean, it was really, like, as I said, like that first time. So so then does it make, does it anger you when you hear... Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) uh, When you hear politicians or groups calling for, you know, a constitution, enshrined in the constitution of the right to housing for people. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the country's on its knees because people are so self-entitled you know, expect everything for... I mean, like, I know you've dealt with this before in your show and everything like that. Some people make a career out of being social welfare sponges. Like, that just never work and never want to work because they know... And there are, I, and I agree with you, and there, but there are some genuine people, but you're right, there are leeches. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. there are. Like, I mean, like, people, like, I mean, I mean, even with this, with this COVID, like, I mean, myself and my husband, like, both of us, like, our jobs were very badly hit through all of this. I mean, I understand people fall in hard times, but I still don't believe it should be a constitutional right. You know, I mean, like, like even if they had a scheme in where people 
you know, could like pay a reasonable amount. As I said, it's just, it angers me because people that work like ourselves, like there are not, we, we're not, as I said, well off or anything like that. We work hard for what we have, mm-hmm. but we're constantly overlooked. You know, and, I, and it annoys me when sometimes when I hear people saying, "Ah, oh, but Sharon, you know, yourself and your husband are working. You're lucky. You're not lucky. You made your you made your own success. I'm assuming, and, and in your job or whatever you've done. Yeah, uh, so that, that's not luck, by the way. That's that's no, people going no. out and you know doing that, the day's work. That's hard work. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll stay there. We'll just stay there for a second because Martin, you're on classic hits. Martin, Sharon makes a really good point. You know, it's not that she's down on people, but she's just saying if you want something, you got to work for it. Of course. I mean, that that is the precursor to everything. If you want it, you've got to you've got to earn it. Uh, um, but I, I still think, you know, we have an issue in society that we've got to recognise is that it's on several levels. We are not all equipped with the same, you know, moral outlook. We're not all equipped with the same skills. We're not all equipped with the same education and opportunities. So, you know, we've got to look at housing on, um, you know, from a base level upwards. Uh, you know, obviously, council houses that I remember... Um, you know, having lived in one myself. Yeah, most of us did, by the way. Most of us did, yeah. Yeah, very small, very basic. And if you wanted better, you, you worked at it and you, and you got on your, uh, on your bike. But nowadays, around. council housing is not small and basic like it used to be. Years ago, in the 60s, council housing was, you know, terraced housing. You know, yeah. the, the areas weren't the most <laughs> the nicest areas in the world. But now council housing is very different. Social housing now is in, in know, leafy suburbs. Basically, social housing has been... Um, how, how can I put it? Siphoned off from your regular building plans. Yes. You know, and, well, it's twenty percent of regular building plans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that was the mistake. What's happened in successive governments over here is they pushed out the responsibility for the private sector to do whatever. You know, okay. Well, let me let me ask you a question. If I'm unemployed uh, for ten years and my missus is unemployed for ten years and I've got three kids and I'm and, and I'm expecting another one, right? Yeah. Should I be allowed to live next door to Sharon? who bought a house for whatever it is, it's worth 300 grand now or whatever it's no, worth, right? Should I be allowed to move in next door to her and the council pay pay for my rent and I just give them a subsidised rent? Should I? Well, I think, I think really describing, Niall, where the model has gone wrong, totally gone wrong. Because that, that takes know? away the aspiration then to, to want to live in a nice <laughs> area. Well, I'm not saying Sharon lives in Darkie or anything like that, yeah. but... <laughs> but, but <laughs> no, but you, you, you are describing, now where the system has gone wrong. Well, because it creates resentment, doesn't it? It does. Well, of course it does. Absolutely yeah. it does. You know, but, but, the, but the thing is, is that they've got the model wrong. They've, again, they've, they've said, right, we'll, we'll buy off, off private developers instead of building their, building their own. They've, they've, they've as I said, broken, broken the model, really, of why municipal housing was built. Uh, and obviously they've done, they've sold off stock and asset, which they should never have done, you know, which, which is costing the state more in the long run. Yeah. So, uh, again, this greed mentality has created this issue. And now we're, we're at a situation where we've got to go back to basics. Uh, and there will always be people in society who either, you know, slip on a banana skin and find themselves, you know, uh, not able to afford a home. Or get a stay. Yeah, I, I knew a guy once who worked on the docks and he hurt his back. For 20 years, he was claiming disability. There was nothing wrong with the fella. I knew him. He was out digging his garden every second day. He was up on his roof fishing, fixing a satellite dish. And there was nothing wrong with him. He was just chancing his arm. He was oh, on disability. Yeah, I, I, but yeah, again, there will always be five percent of people chancing their arm. Like in 1995, you know, house prices were very little compared to what they are now. You know, so to compare borrowing 55,000 yeah the wages were lower then but not massively 
to compare that to now when you're talking three, three fifty, four hundred, maybe even higher thousand for a mortgage now. Is she joking? No, she's not joking. She's right. If you think back to actually, maybe I don't know. Obviously, you didn't buy a house in around the nineties or the eighties. I bought a house in nineteen ninety-three. It was fifty-five thousand. But at the time, I was probably earning two hundred, one hundred and fifty, two hundred a week. That would have been a good wage. So you have to put things into perspective. And she is right in what she's saying. Okay, let me just go to stay there, please, if you can, um, Sharon. I just want to go to Tony and Siobhan as well. Uh, Tony, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tony? How are you? Not so bad. I'm good. Good, Tony. You weren't happy with something that you said. Sharon said. Yeah, um, she basically said that all foreigners coming and we're entitled to the things from Irish government and stuff like that. She said that all foreigners coming in are entitled to things from Irish government. I don't think she said that, to be honest with you. I didn't mention foreigners. I think you might have been thinking of Jay, who was on earlier on, was talking about asylum seekers. Uh, Not sure. Yeah, well, I don't think it was Sharon, but go on anyway. Anyway, I know so many people who are trying to get on the property ladder. And the problem is this country, for example, in in my opinion with the properties, is that government making more and more difficult to buy it. Instead of come up with this whole, oh, crisis, we have a crisis, we do this. No, we need to come up with a solution to buy it, make it easier to buy. For example, like I know I'm from Baltic states and I know how the things in Sweden, for example, many people there don't own the houses. They have mortgages, which is 100 years old. Yep. They just keep paying those. They have very little money they're paying. The house is theirs. They do whatever they want. They do renovation. They're responsible for everything else in the house. But... But isn't isn't the situation okay? But isn't the legal situation when you buy a house there, you don't own the land, you only own the house. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. But but in Ireland, we're very different because obviously we went through history over this. Uh, We we have freeholds. Okay. So we buy the land as well. But but can I put it to you, Tony, that I wouldn't disagree with you? I believe that the government should be implementing something like a shared ownership scheme, which I think was very popular back in the uh, in the early two thousands, where the government pays for half and you pay for half, and then at the end of that, if you want to continue paying it and buy it off the government, you can. That would be a good idea. When I was buying the house 10 years ago, about 11 years ago, I bought the house in, in Ireland, yeah? Yeah. It was a fantastic scheme, was the first scheme buyers, affordable scheme buyers. We were qualified for this, and that's how we managed to afford it. I don't understand why that scheme was uh, taken away. Yeah, I know, I know. In this I... scheme, was people was afford to buy it, but they have to be qualified for that. So everybody who's in the low wages or low income... No, I, I agree with you. No, I no, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, rather than having social housing, but we still will always have to have social housing, we should implement more strategies like shared ownership, where you, buy, you only pay 50% of the price of the house, the state pays the other 50%, basically becomes the bank, and then when you hit 65 or you drop dead or whatever it is, your kids then have an, ob- are an obligation to continue paying if they want to. To keep the house. Or, or sell it, or for yeah, example. Or sell, or sell it. it and give back, like, the I have half. a clause in my contract that I cannot sell until a certain amount of years. That's right. Otherwise, yeah. I have to pay 14% to local council. I don't understand why that's... Okay, no, no, that's, I, that's great. No, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. So, but do you disagree that people should have a right in the constitution to a house? No. You don't disagree with that? I, I, I disagree with that. There's nobody entitled to something okay, that's which you're giving for free. Because well, then, well, then you know, you're more or less agreeing with everything Sharon said. I, I didn't hear it properly. I thought okay. she was saying about the entire no. foreigners. Uh, Sharon, did you mention foreigners at all? No, not once. No, no I, not I, think, I, think it was, I think you might have got mixed up, Tony. I think it was Jay who was on earlier on. And in fairness, I don't think he used the word foreigners. He was talking about asylum seekers in particular and people in direct provision. But, Niall, in fairness, uh, in both of them, yeah? yeah? I know for a fact some of the foreigners do take advantage as same as Irish <laughs> people, you know, in a big time. Right, like, okay, I mean, some of them do. 
Yes. Yeah. But, by the way, equally as many Irish people take advantage of the system too, can I point out. Let me go to Siobhan as well. Siobhan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Siobhan? Hi, you, Niall. How are you doing? You're a single mum and you've worked hard for what you've got. Okay, and do you believe that we should have the right to a home? No, not a blanket right. No, I don't think so. Okay. Because the way, the way I look at it is a couple of things. First of all, I really do believe that, as somebody said earlier, if you work for something, you definitely appreciate it. Yeah. I think if it's handed to you, there's, there is that entitlement culture in the world where people just think they get to a certain age, but, oh, yeah, I'll apply to the council for a house, I'll get a house, or I'll have a kid, or whatever it might be. Yeah. But the thing about it is, if you have that entitlement culture, that's what people will do. And on the point that you were saying about, for example, the the um, 36 million that is owed to the government from people... Well, this is just in rent. Dublin, yes, the county council, yeah. Yeah, what they should be doing there is anybody who isn't prepared to pay the nominal amount, which it, in most cases it is, just a nominal amount. An affordable amount, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, it, like obviously it's done within the means of the person because they're, they're looking at it and they're going, right, you can obviously afford this amount. Yeah. And it is a lot cheaper than any of the rest of us have to pay for our mortgages. And in that case, what I think should be done is, if you're not prepared to pay that, then what they should be doing is they should be doing a bit of a spot. And those poor, genuine families who are in, say, direct provision or in hotels or something like that, looking on, waiting on council houses, do a swap. The people who don't pay their rent go into the hotels and live in that kind of condition. And then the people who are trying, you know, that, through no fault of their own, probably they've lost jobs and stuff like that. They should be put into the houses. And then that will actually make people wake up and realise that they need to appreciate what they have. Yeah. No, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely couldn't agree with you more. And by the way, I, I, maybe this is patronising to say to you, but well done as a single mum with kids, you know, making your own way through life. And, and look, by the way, the, there's assistance out there for people like yourself who are working and maybe you need to, you know, your income is not what it should be to afford everything. And I know there's other assistance out there available from social welfare to help you along the way. And all that is there for a purpose and a good purpose. But there are people, unfortunately, single mums get a bad name because there are the minority of single parents out there who are screwing the system. Well, to be honest with you, Niall, at the moment, actually, as it transpires, I'm actually just recently out of work. But, I mean, I will be doing my absolute damnedest to get a job. Absolutely. The cost of going, and this is no... No, but you have a good attitude. I can hear it in your attitude. You have a good attitude towards, you know, basically contributing for what you actually want and aspiring to get what you want. Well, as I said to the girl that rang me there earlier on from your show, I said, the way I look at it is, the hoops I have to go through and the things I have to do to get back money when I'm... Like, thankfully, I haven't been... How many children have you got, by the way? Sorry? How many children do you have? Just the one. Oh, okay. And are you single um, through circumstance or single from the day the child is born? I'm, I'm just curious. Maybe if I'm being nosy, tell me, by the no, way. No, single through circumstance, I suppose, in a way. Okay, so you broke up with your partner. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. And, and by the way, most single parents are not the type... When people think of single mothers with children, they think it's the, the young one going out and getting pregnant five times for four different fathers. That's not always the case. Most cases, it's single by circumstance, whereby you were in a relationship and the relationships yeah. break down and you're left holding the baby, so to speak. And I have literally supported my child with very, very little maintenance from my my ex partner, like you know what I mean. But well done as to far you. as I'm concerned, that's my responsibility. He's my child. Yeah. And I have no. Well, it's, a, well, it's e- equally his responsibility too, by the way. And and by the way, the, that's a whole other topic where I know Sinn Fein wanted to bring in legislation uh, to make fathers pay, obviously maintenance. Well, I have to know. say, I, I don't I don't see why it isn't an automatic thing where it comes it should be. the wages. It should I know be. That's a different topic, but oh, yes. but the point I was making that is that you know, as a single mother, like I mean, the thought of being out of work to me. It's like it's the worst thing in the world. Like I mean, the idea of having to go through all the hoops that you have to to get back, as I feel, only money that I've actually put into the economy. And I said I'm actually looking to get that back if for a very short period of time she's gone. And I have to go through all these hoops. And then if people who haven't worked a day in their life that are on long term unemployment have no intention of working and are just handed out this money, and then to cap it all, 
you hear that they're going to get a benefit of Christmas. I mean, that is absolute, and they're cutting something else for somebody else, like, Yo, I think there was something that they were cutting something on the old... old yeah. Oh, look, I, I'm gone way over time, Siobhan. I'm actually lapsing here. I'm not even thinking I'm gone way over time. But Siobhan, thank you very much for your contribution. I appreciate it and well done to you, by the way. And I hope you get work soon, by the way, and get what you want and get everything you want in life.